you're old and you're out. Bye. Bye. Bro. Look at at you and all in jolly old England. Welcome back, everybody. Most awesome and brand data sports podcast coming at you as we always do. And we have a dynamite episode 257 for your eardrums. Guys, do us a favor, please subscribe. Leave five stars, tell a friend, shoot us an email at mabsportspodcast at gmail.com. I am Brandana. With me, as always, the fish to my chips. Most awesome. Ooh, that's right. It's a little, that's a little double entendre with uh, mm-hmm. it being St. Patty's Day on Friday. Plus, you're in England. You're in London. You got the I fish am, and buddy. chips going. Look at yeah, that. it's down, down. Um, We still do things on St. Patrick's Day. It's on a Friday. That seems dangerous. A lot of half days. A lot of half days happen mm. this Friday. Across mm. across all nations, yeah, across exactly. ponds, wherever you're at. Yeah. St. Patty's Day is not for the faint of heart any longer. It's a full-fledged debacle out there. Stay safe. Keep your head on a swivel out there, audience. Because yeah, you, gotta. Uh, you got to. You got to. Because you know what? Your boys, M.A. And, and Brandana, are not patrolling these streets this year like we used to. Like we usually are. We're usually out there. We're in the mix. Mm-hmm. We're undercover St. Patty's Day partiers, if you will. Really yes. want to get in there so we don't trip any alarms. So, so we really look like we're amongst our people with mm-hmm. the green beers and the Guinness and the, I don't think you call them car bombs anymore. Whatever, whatever they call them these days. Uh, but it is, is it like, a, it's, is it, you can't call them car bombs anymore. If we take away car bombs. I, I think so. I mean, I don't, I don't know if it was like one of those things. Like, do you remember when they were going to quit the Tomahawk chop at like yes. Arrowhead? And then that yep. was like, and they're going to rename the Braves. And that was like for a hot, like, like three months. And it just kind of mm-hmm. went away. Like everybody forgot about it. I think it was around that, that period. That area. Era. Okay. All right. Well, we're going to have to, here's the thing. If you take it away, you got to give me something. You got to, we got to call something. something. You got to yeah, backdoor it. It's got to be good. And it's got to, it's got to roll off the tongue as easy as a car bomb. Invoke the same, you know, fear and excitement all in the same tone. Right. Yeah, flirt with danger for sure. Uh, yeah. yeah, but I mean, man, what a what a lineup when St. Patrick's Day lands on one of the first two days of St. Patrick's Day. That's just boy, oh boy, I mean, chef's kiss wow. does not get better. What do you do like during this? Can you talk about it? Like during the tournament, you got the old uh, old office door shut, old do not disturb. Oh yeah, I'm working hard. It's budget season, but but budgets were due in January. I know I'm super late. Budget, 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 budget. Somebody yeah, exactly. looks over your shoulder. You open up a document real fast. It just says budget, 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 budget. Everybody's just like working on it. Right. Just ma all work and no play leaves ma a sad boy. Like, oh, I was we just gotta check. we got to check on this guy. I was just thinking if we do a little the shining reference. Um. Yeah. Well. Um. I'm sticking with you. It's 1130 here. A bunch of of trains. You're you're moving. You're shaking. Can I share with you? Tell me from a non-parenting corner. I want to know what your thoughts are on this. This happened. This actually happened a couple weeks ago. um, But I wanted to I wanted to save it for that hot london internet not that fucking piss poor <laughs> normandy internet yeah that's fair because who knows i i just would have acted like i heard you and then just nodded along you're just like so i should put yeah. all three of them up for adoption and i'm just like damn it that's not what i meant at all <laughs> i'd have better take than that so yeah, uh, i i took commish jr this is a couple of weeks ago i took him to the sky zone trampoline place in town 
and he's going he's he's going sick he's having a good old time you know it's just me and me and him the girls are i don't know what they're doing they're running around doing something but me and the boy we get to go oh it was boy it was boy weekend they were in chicago it was boy weekend so it's just me and oh, him. nice bros he wants bro time little 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 dude time so we go to um we go to sky zone and at sky zone they have three like uh long trampolines with a hoop at the end for kids to do like trick dunks and they have all like you know levels and sizes Commissioner mm-hmm. jr isn't skying and doing any of that but he's on the lowest one he likes to go with the big boys and try and throw a, a basket in and hey, he's working on his jumper as working on his be. game not there exactly. for the glory yeah, yeah yeah exactly he's mr you know set shot all day that's, where he is. <laughs> that's good good form yeah, yeah exactly so so he runs up so there's another little boy and he, you know, Commissioner Junior just turned four, and this little boy might be ten, might be eleven, and he's being very sweet with Commissioner Junior, like got him a little like soft small basketball for him to play with. They're kind of encouraging him when it was his turn to go down the alley and throw the hoop up and come back. Then all of a sudden, this little boy like is like talking to Henry, and I shit you not, pulls out a wad of cash, twenties, just. In a huge wad of cash, oh peels Kamish Jr. off a twenty and hands yeah. it to, to him. <laughs> just gives it to him, and I go, "Oh no, 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 no!" I was like, "That's really nice, bud." I was like, "But I can't. We can't take your money." He goes, "Yeah, but no, I got. He's like, I got plenty of it. It's literally like I've got plenty of it. It's all right. Wouldn't take no for an answer." Then finally, it's like, "No, I, I insist. It would be in poor form." For me as a 43-year-old adult to watch this interact, <laughs> it happen. Yeah. And and all the whole time, well, Kimish Jr. has got a, a fucking Jackson in his hand. Hold that to it. Yeah. Yeah. I just, like, I, I'm sure he was like, look, it's all fine. I had North Carolina Tar Heels missing the tournament at 40-1. Right. to 1. I got in early. I hit it. Daddy yeah. just wants to make it rain a little bit. I couldn't <laughs> believe it. I've never been a part of this. I couldn't. I was getting fucking big time by a 10 year old with a who had more cash on him than i did he easily had 200 bucks in cash i'm not shitting it was a wild. he had sweatpants on this is a wild exchange this is this is i do number a i don't see this kid growing out of this because i mean this is akin to <laughs> your boy showing up to the bar you hitting a parlay and just like i'm i'm taking care of tabs tonight i'm sure he's sitting there like if they both got like a diet pepsi or something and then henry went to like just highlight which diet pepsi was his he was like be like get out of here just yeah. i'm making it right with these 20s i'm closing right. off these tabs. Right. Right. <laughs> what makes it super like i think what would get to me a little bit is if just like uh like if a parent walked up in an inopportune time and then like oh. it looks like the lady death protesting just kid. like it was like no they were asking for the 20 it looks like you're just like shaking down this kid for his <laughs> for all the the 20s oh, in his pocket. Yeah, I didn't even think of that. Yeah, the the casual bystander would be like, I yeah. think that man what? is holding up that sticking up that kid. <laughs> yeah, it was wild. So, I mean, I I made him give it back. He didn't want to take no for an answer, but I I couldn't you can't, right? I'm I'm not crazy in this. You can't let this kid give him You can't let it happen. No, no. I've uh, for that exact reason. And what's funny is like I would even take this further like what is the cutoff age where you're just like, all right, like let the kid spend his money, but like as an adult I think for nothing else but the other adult interaction, like it just can't like imagine a nightmare if you're just like, uh, okay, like let him take the 20 and then like you're walking to the car and then like like a dad comes out and confronts you. He's just like, oh, hey, gosh. like my son just told me they just like 
gave $20 to. And even if you were just like, well, yeah, he really wanted to do it. The dad would still be like, are you fucking insane? Right, right. Yeah, right exactly. Yeah, but like, look, no, possession is nine-tenths of the law, dad. This is oh, my 20 man. now. This is our family's 20. <laughs> the only thing you should be handed to other kids is a dynamite jam-packed episode 257, guys. We got everything you need spilling out into those ears of yours. Guys, we're going to rip from the headline. We're going to do an NCAA bracket look. Going to chat it up. Going to hit the inbox. Neapolitan Showdown. Pretty sure we did this exact same thing last year at this exact time. But we're doing favorite French I think things. You, shit, you know what? I was doing it and I was like, wait a second. I'm, did I do Statue of Liberty as my number one and started changing yeah. USA? I did. <laughs> yeah. I did, didn't yeah. I? <laughs> yeah, we're doing favorite French things again. I'm not sure if I got a new set. There might be a couple new ones in there. Brandon and Gamley Corner. We're going to finally look at those NBA championship odds. And we're going to finish as we always do with our MVP of the week. Ladies and gentlemen, you're our power. It starts now. Ripped from the headline, NCAA March Madness. What are we talking about that this week, brother? Ooh, tip-off time. One shining moment is about to begin tomorrow. Actually, technically, the first four, if we're still trying to make that thing happen, there's a there's a couple. We're not. I think there's a game tonight. Nope. Yeah, we're Has not starting. No, okay. Hasn't started. Yeah, yeah. Nope. Here's like until until you have to choose between these two teams in a bracket, if you're still doing brackets, it hasn't started. Like they mm-hmm. can't, you get both the teams. It's a two for one deal. Not started. Two of these are 16 seeds. This is not first four. Oh, I love this. This is adorable. I have the bracket up right now. They have a little restricted mark after it. Like someone's going to use that dipshit name of first four. You guys are fine. They put that on a yard sale. Don't nobody want it. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. It's, you can keep that. Put as much shirts as you want. Yep. They're it's all used going box, to It's used countries. boxer shorts. Yep. Throw yeah. them in the trash can. Ain't no way. No resale value there. Um, I, You've been boning up a little bit. Any more knowledge in what's going on? Then I've listened to some podcasts. I've read some Ooh. articles. You sent me Ooh. that great Jay Billis article. Um, I did. Dig yeah. into. A little bit more insight to what's going on. I I heard this. Let's start here. UCLA, little injury bug. Yeah? Yes. Yes. And going up a very darling UNC Asheville that um, some teams are liking out of the Big South. That's a little bit of an upset. They knew that they're going to be in that 14, maybe 15 spot. They settled at UCLA. Drew Pemberton, very good basketball player for UNC Asheville. Steam can shoot threes. Taiwan Jones. Um, this is a ripe matchup when you've got like a a blue blood in a two fifteen matchup. But the injury bug. We 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 lost Jalen Clark. Um, their uh, Bona, their freshman center. Not a hundred percent sure how he's going to hold up his. He was nursing a shoulder injury in the Pac twelve championship. Your boy did. Did make a little scratch back. I know we were talking some parlays in uh, championship mm-hmm. week. Made made a little nice little four team parlay uh, with the clincher being uh, money line Arizona. So I was sweating it through that late night Pac twelve games because I thought it was going to be a gimme, fucking with all the injuries. But you always do. You always do. Always do. But you know Wait, what, what was the what was the odds on that one? I just did a money line on that one, but I think like they were favored. 
they were like Wait, my, I mean, my, what was the the parlay what was the odds for the parlay would it pay off like five to oh, one six to one yeah t- uh almost 10 to one because i would put i want to just put just 10 25 to, yeah could have hit up your boy on that one yet hit sorry me on i know other, I, know, I know i know i was Here's very the thing. close on the other one in for a penny and for a pound we all ride right, this motherfucker all right, to the all right. ground. That's true. Well, I did another one the next day. I was almost going to email yeah. you. And that one, I I spent part of my winnings back on that one. I was like, fuck, I lost that one. I missed three <laughs> out of the five on that one on the all the championship games. Ooh. But uh, but yeah, so going back to UNC Asheville, I think that that could be a nice sleeper team. UCLA plays very tough, though. So I my, my sleepers that I really liked that we talked about, Charleston, Oral Roberts, all drew really tough matchups. Mm-hmm. Uh, with Duke for uh for Oral Roberts and Charleston, I think got was it Virginia, which is another tough team. Yes, yeah, fun. Let's talk about that Duke Oral Roberts or, real fast. No, San Diego State. I take that back. That's a that that twelve seed that Charleston, another three point shooting team, might be in that five twelve matchup that you like for that as well too. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, no, no, all good, but yeah, uh, yeah, people really love the 512 matchup. We know, like, what was it back in like 2005 or when like three out of the four of them won had quite a streak for three or four years. I feel like tapered off a little bit. It's mm-hmm. something that, like, if you're kind of like not in the know, you like to spout that, you know, to seem intelligent in front of the girl you're trying to date or whatever at a bar. Like, it's definitely if you're at a bar on a selection Sunday. Some motherfucker sitting next to you is talking about how a 12 always knocks off a five. Yep. He's the same one that says there has to be conclusive evidence to overturn the play on a flag. Scott, right. if these guys were avoidable, they're not. But um, yeah, I still think like this Duke Oral Roberts matchup is going to be like, you know, no coach K Duke. Yeah. I mean, it's for Duke. It has to feel like a down year, even though, you know, for five, it does kind of feel like a down year, which is still like hell of a bounce back. Um, after going to what the final four last year, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I think I think it'd be popular to go against Duke on this one. So that's why I kind of like Duke against the money line, just because I feel like it's ironically the sharp. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. And this team is playing very well as of late too. This Duke team, they they beat a very good Virginia team, or excuse me, Miami team, uh, for the ACC uh, championship. Uh, Oral Roberts is a is a favorite, but this is I mean they've got top flight talent, and they're a big team with Filipowski, uh, Lively, uh, Derek Whitehead. Like this is a good young team, and this is that that thing where it's like, do they put it together? And like what we saw with Kentucky, probably like in maybe it was two thousand eight where they went on that run where they had a bunch of those freshmen and soft sophomores in Kentucky. And they were kind of like a seven or eight seed and they just stormed through to the final four. I think they even made it to the finals that year. You know what I mean? Or maybe it was in 2008 because that was the cha- the KU championship year. Maybe it was like 2010 or something like that. Well, I mean, is that was... when they had when they had Anthony Davis and Kat and all the like Carl Anthony Towns? Well, that's when they that, won the championship. They, they didn't, yeah, they didn't win that one. That that was with like the Harrison twins. And then, I think it was the year after and they played down and then they just they stormed back to another. Oh, I think four. I remember that. Is that the year that they said that Kentucky was gonna go undefeated? Something like, like that. Like you've yeah, ever yeah, ever exactly. like they bought t-shirts and shit, like after going like eight and oh, they were just like 35 and oh, and yeah, I remember they lost in the championship. Yeah. I think that was and, and and then they they stunk it up all season, but they right at the end, right time of the year, which is this is what it's all about. Like teams can get hot and ride their teams, and Duke is Duke is playing very well. So I'd be and they're big, and I don't think Oral Roberts is that big of a team. 
Uh, yeah, I mean, a lot of good representation by the Big 12. Is that the conference that you just got to fear, like, in this tournament? Yeah. Or are you necessarily, okay, yeah, they're just because of... They're, they're battle-tested, right? They that, that, that schedule, that Big 12 schedule is a slog, right? Now, it could yeah. be one of those things, too, where do we see, where we always see this with the Big 10. Everyone's like, oh, they're just beating up on each other the whole year, and then they shit the bed in the tournament. Um, I'd be very interested to see how like uh, a Kansas state kind of with pressure on it, how they're going to perform Baylor, you know, we've seen them in Baylor past, but this is a much younger team. And even KU has got its, you know, Achilles heels and in, in certain spots, you know, Jalen Wilson for KU is a great leader. Grady Dick, obviously the second coming of Larry bird. Um, but, you know, they, I don't see that third kind of consistent, you know, starter or player for KU. So these two, these teams do have a little, they, they're beatable, especially, you know, when you think about how, how hard they've gone through that season just to get where they are. Sometimes you kind of run out of gas, you know, times turn uh, tournament time. Yeah. Especially like you talk about, like if you have just kind of that, that pedigree and used to play that slug of a schedule. Um, let's talk a little bit in a very little bit, but I uh, got to mention, do you know Rick Barnes record in the NCAA tournament? Um, well, it's well, his record against the spread, but it's it's like oh, really fucking bad. It's like four and eleven or something. Really against the spread? Yeah, yeah. It's, Rick, it's Rick, Rick Barnes historically like shits the bed in the tournaments. He's had like great teams with Texas, and I mean he has just dropped the ball. Yeah, Rick Barnes. If you're looking for a betting angle, might be a good uh, you know good person to bet against. Yeah, that Louisiana Tennessee sit right there. And I heard an interesting thing where it's kind of like just the nature of the four seed and the way teams like finish it's kind of like four seeds are usually a stronger team on their way down which is i mean kind of like what we saw happen with uh, well they they, they lost year. their they lost their best player too their point guard i don't remember his name but they he lost him to like an achilles or ac tear. so they're without one of their better uh point guards kind of the engine that drives that train so anytime you lose guards that's why houston for me is a little scary with sasser with that groin injury that he suffered in the championship game against memphis like that to me, I don't think they're losing to Howard, but mm-hmm. I'd be very interested in that, like, you know, that sweet 16 or, you know, round 32, sweet 16 round. Cause I wonder if he doesn't come back in, in a timely fashion, or if he tries to come back too early and isn't effective, that's really going to hamper a team. Yeah, that's funny. You know, we saw that last year with Villanova, right? I guess that KU, that KU team, like Villanova, I think he went out in the uh, lead eight or whatever, and it was just like a oh, yeah. different team. Yeah, for sure. Um, can I kind of run some stats by you that uh, that I find interesting? <laughs> so, uh, um, so I was looking back, and if you look at Ken Palm, the the rankings that have all of the efficiency, offense, defense, there's a trend that occurs with the champions. Ken Palm has you know free ratings all the way back to 2002. Every championship team has either been top 57 offense and top 37 defense and efficiency ratings with exception. And the the reason why it's that low for offense is because of, I think it was 2014 UConn where they went on that miracle run to win a title. They were 57. If you remove them from that, it's actually the top 21 offense and top 37 defense. So if we just hold two to the, to the thing, if you look at top 57 offense, top 37 defense, the teams that fall in that, category for top 57 top 37 alabama arkansas tcu creighton houston texas 
Kansas State, Kansas, Michigan State, Nevada, Purdue, St. Mary, Maryland, SDSU, so San Diego State, UCLA, UConn, and Indiana. So then if you remove that UConn 2014 aberration, right? Yeah. then you're just left with uh, with seven teams. Or, no, I take that back. Five teams. Alabama, mm-hmm. Houston, Purdue, Texas, and UConn. So that mm-hmm. is like if you're looking and if you're trying to you're trying to fill in some brackets or bet some some winners on there, that pool is a very close pool to look at and examine their path. There's some other close teams to that 21 top offense, top 37 defense, uh, and that's UCLA, Indiana, Creighton, Maryland. Um, so those who Creighton of that bunch, uh, I I like looking at them at the the five seed there. Um, that is could have a potentially interesting path to or excuse me six seed um out of that uh, south division especially facing a, an alabama that you know is a young team that could falter uh and then a, a two seed arizona which is pretty tough but i mean we just saw like i said i watched arizona with a fully functioning squad lose to a two-starter down uh or win against a two-starter down ucla team only by two so I think Arizona people are liking, but I'm I'm not 100% sold on the the limit of viewings that I've seen. Yeah, people are liking Arizona. I know that's kind of like uh, I mean, it's not even right to say sleeper. I would say it's like a like a favorite pick outside of the uh, the top, uh, or right a favorite pick inside the top eight. There, I do want to ask you this real fast, and then remind me to bring up another point about. Um, well, I'll bring up the point about parity real fast. Yeah, I mean, it's about time that we have. You remember that one day, was it the same year that we had like VCU and George Mason or something like right. it, it feels like we're going to go back to that shit. Like there's going to be, we're going to yes. see a lot more like eight, nine, you know, 12 seeds, like happen in the final four. Like it's almost has to become kind of a regular thing. Cause it's weird. It feels like the more that we say the tournament's wide open, the more chalky, like we've seen it go like right. over the last few years. So it's like, I, I don't know if there's just kind of like, there's just more parody like on that top tier of really good, you know, men's college basketball for like the, like across the top, you know, 16, 18, 20 teams, or if, you know, we can really see those mid majors and those other non-conferences or not big conferences get in there. Okay. Um, let's talk about, I, I want to know your thing. I was the first team in the top eight to go out. So we got Alabama, Arizona, Houston, Texas, Kansas, UCLA, Purdue, Marquette. Which one of these schools is going to disappoint their fan base first? Man, you know, I I look at a team, and let me like, let me know if you think it's because of the path or just the team is flawed. I think I think Alabama is a little flawed just because they're young. They've had a lot of outside noise. Obviously, everyone knows the story. That is tough to sustain like and keep you know the pressure they've been battling through it and i think like emotionally you're just worn through if they get down in you know because i don't think they're going to be losing to you know whatever that split is uh you know uh what is it texas a&m cc corpus christi but like a, a a maryland team right that's that's strong one of those close in that efficiency ratings or like uh even like West Virginia, I mean, could they sneak in there and just with good guard play 
somebody that knocks down threes and just get on a little bit of a run and, and shake some of these guys that like a Brandon Miller, who might be one foot out the door. Anyways, he's probably going to be a top 10 draft pick. And some of these other young freshmen that are out there that really haven't felt the pressure of big game basketball on a big stage. That is something to me that I always take a look at. Cause it's, e- it, it's either going to go one of two ways. It's going to go, you know, freshman run. Like we saw, we talked about Duke and, you uh Kentucky and some of those runs I just don't feel like they've those teams have always had like the scrutiny outside of this emotionally I think that that team's going to be worn down coming into this Nate Oates has had a few kind of falters at you know in big games at uh at Bama the the head coach for for Alabama so that's that's one that stands out to me then uh, we mentioned UCLA the injury stuff right there but a Mick a Mick Cronin team just feels like really um really solid like they're unflappable they're the opposite of like what i was talking about with alabama so i feel like with uh with tiger campbell and uh uh jack has the they're they're kind of all do it everything forward i think that they can hold on houston's another team but again calvin sampson's a good one but marcus sasser's that one that really question um that that kind of puts a question mark in my mind but if i Feed to the fire. If I had to go with one, it's got to be Alabama. Right there, then one overall seed. I like him. What? Give me this real fast. So, what exactly is the advantage in a coaching advantage in this tournament? Like, what are coaches doing that have been there before, that have the reps, that have the experience, that that are just going to get away from you know these new coaches that are getting underneath that spotlight? Yeah, I think. I think if anything, it's trying to keep the environment as consistent as possible, right? I mean, we've seen, we've heard stories about like, um, uh, like Mike Shashevsky trying to stay at the same hotel, have the same bus driver when they're in certain Final Four regions, just out of experience and just knowing the the variables and having the same, you know, you know, uh, branch from previous generations of of play, right? But I think if anything, it's just the experience of being in that environment, understanding, you know, like we talked about in the Super Bowl with, you know, having Patrick Mahomes have been, been there once before and the experience of understanding what halftime is going to feel like. All that mm-hmm. as a coach, you're going to have managing, you know, 18 and 19 year old kids and their emotions to not let them get away from it uh, or let it get away from them. And then I think it's the in-game management, the the subtle stuff, the when to know to take a timeout before the run's going to happen. You know what I mean? When when to save a timeout because the TV timeout's coming, right? Um, just what it is in that environment. I don't know if if the TV timeouts are a little bit longer because we're selling more ad time or things like that. But just what that environment's going to feel like and, and really prepare them as much as possible. A lot of these kids have played in, in tournaments in the AAU. But in that experience, winning is not really prioritized where this is the the single focus is just winning. So coaches really have to get their team to understand that it's not about putting up numbers. You know, a guy, you know, young guys that are trying to establish their draft status to go into the draft is now is not the time to like try and get yours. Now's the time if we win together as a team, now is where you're going to be able to like elevate yourself and get looked and have more eyes on you throughout, you know, your hit, your, your play will be examined thoroughly the more you win. So just play winning basketball 
don't try and play highlight basketball. And I think that's, I think that's where the coaches kind of come in at this point. Right. Yeah. That's it. By the next time we talk to you, the sweet 16 will be figured out. It goes so fast, but it's four days of basketball. It's a lot of fucking basketball. Crazy when you say that, right. It's crazy when you say it like that. Yeah, I know you just build up and you look at this for so long and then it's just like it's Thursday and then it's like Monday and you're just like, all right, we got 16 teams left. It's like all, all <laughs> that all that work and shit. It's just like, here we are. It's just like, oh, yeah. Wow. OK, let's get it on. But it's cool. You get a, a week to think about that. All right. Now, did you fill out some brackets this year? Did you get I on? did. I felt out your buddy's bracket. I got to get a couple nice. more entries in. Nice. Um, but yeah, you know, give me uh, give me your I, wild. Can you can you give me a wild file final four? I just want your wildest one wildest one or no let's give me give me wild and then you're give me your i took a shot and then what's the one that you're most confident you're just like i like this one um give me a i'm gonna go i'm gonna go deep i'm gonna go on a run uh i'm gonna go with my like loyola ask give me give me uh oral roberts make it a run to the final four that'd be crazy i uh, love it give give me a um We'll we'll take we'll take a, a UConn at the four seed, right? Coming out of the West there, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then matches matches those parameters that you like to see that yep. that homework you did that deserves yep, to get exactly. paid. Exactly, give me that to money. Um, give me a a number three Xavier, even though they're a three seed. You just don't hear Xavier a lot in the Final Four, and then mm-hmm. uh, give me a. Uh, Give me a six seed Creighton coming out of the the south there. I like that's Creighton. That's a lot of fun. Scene. That's a lot of fun, bro. You have a lot of fun over bro. there. I'm mean, I'm just I'm dialing. I'm swinging for the fences on this one. My more of the chalk one uh, out of the south. Give me Arizona uh, mm-hmm. out of the um, uh, Midwest. Give me. I still like I like Texas a lot. Give me a Texas. I need a Big Twelve team out okay. of the west. Apologies to your your KU, um, but I think I think UConn could get there again. I really like this UConn team. I've watched like them over lot. over the conference tournament, um, and then give me um, give me a Purdue. I think that they have a good run with the size in their play. Matt Painter finally gets that monkey off his back, gets to a Final Four. Give me that Purdue. All right, jump in, man. A lot of watching, a lot of watching going on. All right, let's jump into the inbox, guys. Um, Sky Mall. You remember those Sky Mall magazines on airplanes? Can you remember an item you really wished you could have bought? And would you say that you regret not buying it? I mean, you've, 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 do they even have these Sky Malls, like these mags or a variation of those anymore? No, no, not really. No, doesn't go down. Um, I mean, they, they have their like little, um, magazines that are dedicated to like their airline that has i don't know maybe there's like fucked up shit you can buy i mean i think it basically just turned into like um oh now i can't remember the store like um what's that kind of a william sonoma store now but oh like a, yeah, like a brookstone kind of, yes like a brookstone exactly like a brookstone uh, I don't remember ever seeing anything I got super tempted to buy. This, to me, those always just look like Father's Day gifts. It was just a magazine yeah. full of Father's Day gifts. Right. <laughs> it's like get this, get this, uh, get this little putt machine that knocks back the ball after you put it in there. Get this little like electronic tie rack that'll let like, your ties go around right. a circle. It's just like, you know, for those kids that have a dad but don't really know their dad, this magazine's for you. <laughs> right it is funny that it's like i do wonder there's i mean there had to have been enough sales 
to to justify the magazine but who's sure. so like who just who's getting bombed on this flight but then <laughs> not like you could just or it wasn't like it was prevalent when you couldn't just like order it from your phone oh you know what I'm yeah sure so now you had to yeah. go you had to take that with you you had mm-hmm. to go you got to search it out you really got to yeah. do some legwork after this yeah three day yeah three day waiting period you know you had a chance to get sober after that flight and be like just wake up yeah. to that just torn page in your pocket that was just like like a set of six Ginsu steak knives that you didn't need. And you're just like, man, I didn't like, maybe I got time. Yeah. So when I, when I was a kid, I was always drawn to the, like the basement entertainment center, like vibe. Right. So give me the, like mm-hmm. the old school popcorn maker with the, like the middle. Give that some, I was like, yes, it was, I don't know. It could have been a million dollars. I have no, no idea like how much that cost, but that to me, like always stood up, like the pop shots, like those little ones that they had for your basement, like yep. those things, like the convertible, like three in one game, like ping pong table, air hockey. Oh God. Yes. Like, you know what I mean? Like foosball table. Yeah. Those things were like, Whoa, if we could get that in our basement, I would be the coolest kid on. That's what it was. I think the goal. Yeah. The goal was, to bring the arcade home and i mean yes. all the pieces i want the standing console video game oh. i want i want a soda machine and i have a favorite soda but i want all the sodas on that soda machine yes your popcorn maker point yes do that yep. give me a give me a machine that dispenses tickets let's get give me a ski ball what are we talking about? Let's go all out. Let's a reconstruct this thing. Holy <laughs> yeah. shit. You know what? Now we got something that we can charge that little kid 20 bucks for. Now it's just like $20 now out of your pocket. Talking, yeah. It's just you gotta, like, I can show you, make a little profit here. You got you got a real Dave and Brandanas going on here. <laughs> That's what you got to do. It's just like, yeah. Um, all right. Next email. The Wheel. If Most Awesome and Brandana want two front row seats to the celebrity edition of Wheel of Fortune... Who would you want the three sports celebrities to be? This is good. This is good. Like, because immediately when I read this, I was just like, oh, we're just going to name our favorite. But it's just like, I don't, I'm not naming players for my favorite. Like, I don't, I don't feel like it's definitely not Kirk Cousins. I mean, he has the, he has the charm of a ticket machine. Call back. Right, right. Boom. Nailed it. Uh, Nailed it. Uh, Yeah, I don't think Justin Jefferson. I just think there's like bigger bigger sport so what let me see the wording on this real fast is it did he say athlete so, so he's he's talking about like when i so are we the participants because there used to be like you no, i think have, we're like, not pairs. Hey, yeah no i think it's just yeah uh did i ever, did I ever tell while well, you read that did i ever tell you the story about my grandma who loved wheel of fortune no like all the time would watch it you know it would come on at like the seven o'clock hour right yep, so yep, yep, eat yep. dinner watch it at seven not not a jeopardy like house but a wheel of fortune yes sure and some people are crossword that. puzzle doers some guys are word finds i get it exactly and so she would watch it and she was she was dialed in she knew all the fucking tricks and all that stuff so she always wanted to do the 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 tandem wheel of fortune and she was like you'll come with me paul she's like you'll be with me you just spin the wheel and i'll do the rest she was like i'll <laughs> guess i'll do the whole thing you just spin so the you're wheel. you're the labor I'm just the candy. manual labor of it. Yeah, I can't do that. Do the lift. Was she good at guessing? She was so good. 
it was it was insane she was really good she would get mad when they guessed letters that she was like that's that's a terrible why are you guessing an l it's in 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 the place it's not going to happen she was the ken she was the ken pom she's the grandmom of (laughs) fucking wheel of fortune you know i say this like the 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 rules to wheel of fortune still a little confusing and a little too difficult (laughs) to be like like a prime time game like it's It's got like so you have to buy like you're spending some of your own money for vowels, which you can always then you do just charge buy. per you can charge per vowel. So it's like part, like did you I know they're yeah, A's? Why do I want to pay eight hundred bucks of an A? <laughs> yeah, can I just you know what? Just tell me, can I cut it off at three? Like I don't like it's an all you can eat buffet, and it's just like I'm full. Plate three, like I don't need any more A. Please don't let there be any more A's. Yeah, it's just like. You can guess all the letters. You get all the letters, but you hit like a bankrupt, and the next person next to you guesses it, and then they win the round. I guess. Like, what, what's yep. going? What's going on with it? It's like progress has nothing to do with it. All the work before. Okay, we didn't get that. All right, three sports celebrities. I'm going with. Give me, give me, give me, give me, give me. I'm going to go with Kevin Durant. Oh, excellent pick! Excellent, yeah. because there's going to be a moment. Now, I don't want this to be for charity because I don't want the good time. No, fucking... <laughs> I want these guys walk with more cash. I want yes, exactly. I want it for real money more and bets. I want some real comedy. I want side bets. Yeah. Side bets. I want betting. Oh, my God. Them betting on the wheel spins would be an all-time yeah. classic. Yeah. Um, yeah. Give I mean, me, do you almost go? Give me a Ryan Fitzpatrick. I was thinking smart, dialed in. That's he's fun. also got a little, he's got a little, he's got a little swag too. He's not going to be. Yeah, he's got a little fire. Yeah, he'd be fun. He'd be fun. He'd be fun. I mean, it feels weird not going with because part of me just wants to throw up like the old school get like just put Michael Jordan, Charles Barkley, and Larry Bird up there and just have yes. them talking shit and spinning a wheel the entire time. We'll keep it a little bit more contemporary since we're down that road. Our last athlete up there. Let's represent what sport do we not have in there? Football, basketball, basketball, football. I mean, is there any other sports? XFL. No. We put the rock in there. Should I was thinking about the rock. There? I was thinking about the rock. Let's close out with the rock. Yeah, the rock's fun. I think the I think the rock might get embarrassed as a as a closeted dummy. Like he might uh, he might not want to do that. Yeah, yeah, that is true. He might get hit with That's... the meathead. Oh, let's go with Jamal Williams. Absolutely. I was going to say Jamal would have been third great. spot. There it is, third spot. You've been you've been you're getting a little too political for us, rock. Too worried about about your, your presidential image. campaign. Yeah, we need you to really... fucking. We need you to drop five grand on on an L as a side bet. That's what I need. I mean, okay, now I love these different theme groups because you know what I'd like to do. Like, I'd love to do the like ex Oklahoma City Thunder group. Like, give me Kevin Durant. Give Westbrook me... and Harden. <laughs> yeah, just have the yes. three up there, rolling their eyes at each other to try it. Like, oh. It's going to be a lot of fun. A good email. Sneaky good email. Yes. Um, all right. Last one. Gunslinger. Today's QBs are becoming much more untraditional than the robotic throwing mechanics of Peyton, Manning, and Tom Brady. It's a typical pocket versus grambling QB debate. But if today's QBs are all becoming the new Patrick Mahomes style QB, what does this mean for old school gunslingers of the past? Will they be forgotten and bypassed by modern quarterbacks or will they be praised for being ahead of their time? Who's your all-time top five gunslinger quarterbacks? Okay, so let's say, have we done this email? I don't think so. Okay, I mean, okay. We, we talked talk... a lot about the quarterback, though. We do. I mean, because we talked about the evolution, because you remember it was, you know, when we first got 
RG3, like that was a big problem. It's like, what are we doing? Like, what is Michael Vick doing? You got to stay in the pocket. We need these pocket passers. And now we see improvisers. And I feel like some of the improvisers that had shepherded that along would be probably uh, an Aaron Rodgers who would like roll out. And it's just like, oh, and now we have, you know, it's almost like a prerequisite. You want them to be able to, to roam out this. So I feel like this email is on the nose a little bit. Uh, yeah, that that same that same uh, completion of the catch guy is the the extending the play guy, right? That's his yeah. buzzword as well too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he extends the play. Yeah, it'd be kind of funny to go through right now and see like what quarterbacks really aren't good at extending the play. I mean, Kirk Cousins, no shit. I mean, right. like Tom Brady, yeah, wasn't. Jared Goff. But there is, I think, I think that's interesting. I wouldn't, I, I would say, I call it less gunslinger because yeah, I want to say that, gunslinger. Yeah, I, say I think of that in like the. Uh, yeah, pocket passer. I think of the gunslinger as like the the Brett Favre's. Like I'm Arm, just gonna rifle it in there. Yeah, like like not risk adverse. Like yes. like arm strength will yep. throw it in that. Well, like you're gonna get your. I mean, I mean, I guess you would. Who's our gunslingers right now? Like Jameis Winston, maybe, or is James he just? Is, Throw a lot of ints. Like, he throws a lot of yeah, right, right. He's got he's got the risk, right? I don't know if he has the arm to do it, but like yeah. Pat Mahomes, you could put in that gunslinger, but he's more imp- improvisational. Uh, Josh Allen has got the arm to do it, right? You know, yeah. I mean, unafraid of throwing ints. Jameis, I would definitely put in that category because maybe not the arm, but like he's he's fucking a go. He's gonna he's gonna throw it. He's gonna do it, yeah. man. Loves, I do, loves risk I do, or just doesn't feel risk. I, I do love the risky, like the risky quarterbacks. I, I feel like if anything, the pocket pat, the the risk adverse, like I don't care if I throw 18 INTs this year or 20, like that is gonna be more of a dying breed than say like a pocket passing quarterback. We don't see guys oh. like Ryan Fitzpatrick might have been a little bit of a, a risk I, taker too. Absolutely. Ryan Fitzpatrick was, I would put Ryan Fitzpatrick in the gunslinger category, especially for like, if we're tying those together for getting, cause I think it's more interesting to rank like our actual gunslingers than it would be pocket passers. Like just how the yeah. email opened up. I wouldn't say, you know, Peyton Manning nor Tom Brady, either of those were quote unquote gunslingers, but yeah, yeah. I'd put, I'd put Ryan Patrick. Yeah. Cause Ryan Fitzpatrick. Cause you know what? It's really interesting. It's just like, you're right. Like, it's and I listened to an interview with Ryan Fitzpatrick and he talked about it a little bit like the fact that just because of all the analytics we have and all the stats like those really is how you just on knee jerk and eye test with all that different things is how you judge a quarterback of these QBRs like most guys that really know sports and trusting off the eye test you know it's just like Sam Baff- Bradford led the league in completion percentage for like you know the Minnesota Vikings like you know and I think like Kirk Cousins had the same thing like that don't mean shit but he talked about like guys like not want to throw that Hail Mary at the end of the half, you know, to like, to avoid that INT. And I think maybe you and I had talked about it a little bit. And I remember seeing that with, I think it was the Packers Lions game. Like it was Brett or, uh, you know, Aaron Rodgers rolling around. You could kind of, you could kind of see, I was just like, I think this motherfucker's not throwing this pass on purpose. Yeah. yeah. Like I, I think he yeah, has the meaningless window. first half, yeah. like, you know, the, the, yeah. he's not trying for it. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And that's, that's the same thing about, like when guys started to look at in the NBA, their three point percentage field goals, right? Chucking those end of quarter, yeah. end of half <clears throat> three pointers, right? They're like, well, that's if I do two of those a game, I've just, I went from two for four to two, two to six, 
right? I went from yeah. 50 to 33%. That's not, that's not great. So I'm going to stop doing and adding 80 plus, you know, heaves to it. So you don't, sometimes you see guys or you, what you'll see is you'll see guys wait definitively until after the horse. After, I saw that. Fired yeah. off. You see that a <laughs> lot these days, but it is all, like you said, that eye test. So it is interesting. I do think like it, that the, a fun experiment would be breaking down like the 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 phylum the categories of quarterback right improvisational running oh, that would be fun yeah right you know pocket passer gunslinger like what are the errors the evolution that we've seen because you there there have been early years there have been guys that you know the fran tarkentons you know calling back to your vikings that were like wildly improvisational running all over the field that were totally uh against type in that era of football mm-hmm. and then starts to slowly shepherd in these things you know um, yeah so it's, there's it's, yeah. Be an interesting look at the quarterback maybe we could do it yeah let's definitely let's make a note of that i don't even know where we put notes to remember them anymore but maybe we'll remember it but uh yeah like just different or maybe we may not maybe you just keep emailing probably us not <laughs> you want to remind us shoot us an email it may be sport maybe just we'll send ourselves an email and it may be sports podcast at gmail exactly dot com uh yeah because i mean because you could go to yeah you could go to like hyper risk adverse you could go to you know run first pass second which i think right. was like vic for a while you could go yeah like like cannon arm but helpless like a jamar russell you know i'd be yeah that could be maybe a lot of fun okay um neapolitan showdown bring us to the jam so let's leave it alone Cause we can't see eye to eye There ain't no good guy There ain't no bad guy There's only you and me And we just disagree Alright Second annual ranking Of top three French things. It's that time of year. This is what happens when France. you leave me in charge. B. That's fine. But you know. know what? I just, I love that you took the ball and ran with it. So I was like, you know what? Whatever. Instead of tap dancing around sometimes, where we're just like, did we do this one? Did we not? Let's just run one back again a year yeah. later. See if we yeah. remember. Look, after a few years, it's going to happen, audience. It definitely has happened. I did yeah. remember your first one from last year because that's what, and I was just like, I think I could get through all these, but definitely remember remember your number one so we'll see if you go with that <laughs> i did not i did not spoiler gorgeous not. french or the gorgeous french piece of sculpture that sits right over there right off the island of manhattan just waving that's at right. us that's right Nothing hello like a, lady hello you beautiful thing, green bitch favorite thing about you is that present you got me um yes. all right number three things i went with I went with uh, Mr. French. It's the number two to Jack Nicholson in the movie The Departed. That's his nickname. Uh, great movie. Really dangerous guy. Quiet. Didn't say too much. Oh, uh, his henchman, right? That's what you're talking yeah. about? Mm-hmm. Oh, that was his name? Yeah. I didn't realize that was his mm-hmm. name. Mr. French, yeah. He called him Mr. French. Gotcha. And that was when he's the guy with him when he kills the lady. Right, and he shoots him, shoots her in the back of the head. Right, is it? Am I thinking of the Departed? Right, yeah, Jack Nicholson. Yeah, he sat there, one the beach and the old, but yeah, he has the quick one. He's just like when he's like, "You're one in a million. He's like ten billion. 
I'm one of 10 million, but he's also the one that talks to Leonardo DiCaprio in the bar. He's just like, I'm the guy that tells you there's some guys you can't hit. Now he's not quite a guy you can't hit, but he's pretty close. Yeah. He's just like, he's what are are you drinking? Cranberry juice. What are you on your period? That guy. Yeah. 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 Beautiful. I like it. Switching it up, bro. I like it. This is going to be tough. Now, now I'm, oh, now now I got me, now I got me sweating a little bit. I'm sweating. I'm sweating because my number yes. three, and I don't remember if, if I put this before. I didn't search my my previous notepad. But I'm going with crepes. Have you had some crepes in France, mm. bro? I haven't. I don't know if you haven't. This no. seems like it should be a little up your alley. Here's a problem. With... Okay. What's the problem? The problem is I'm not a, I'm not a fruit in my dessert guy. This is like a little right. bit like in the apple pie family. Like it's just whenever you start throwing like, uh-huh. well, cause you know, you fill it with like cherries or something, or you put like a little sure. apricot sure. jam in there. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Um, all you. right. I love it. I love it when you just, Pontius, you don't see it. He just gets this look on his face when I'm not walking down a road. He wants to take me. <laughs> it's just like, technically we're speaking the same language. He's yep. not understanding everything I'm saying, but at, he's like, just as decency from my soul, I'm going to nod and act like I know what you're saying, but you're so fucking dead wrong at this brain, Dan. Go ahead. Yeah, tell exactly. your tale, it's, it, Audience, it's it's that same look if you have a dog and a whistle poke and you're just going <laughs> to turn your head a little bit. That's kind of what it looks like. Uh, it's I, the same look understand. if you look across a crowded arcade and you're just your four-year-old son's handing a grown man a $20 bill. Like, it's just kind of that same look. That pops yeah. across your face, like what's yeah. up here? Um, I I can't imagine. So I I get it. You're right, and I should have realized this because I do think that there is like there's like a, a compote element to that. I know you're you're anti the yummy factor on these on these desserts and and sure. breakfast yeah. type things, mm-hmm. but there's some savory ones in there too. But these are good. I mean, I don't I you know you don't see them. I think I never think to get them. You yeah. know what I mean. Yeah, there is. Uh, why not? Are, are crepes eggs? What are crepes even? You don't like eggs I, too. I don't like it. I think aren't they just like uh, they're like little pastry pancakes. They're just like super thin pancakes. Yeah. yeah. Wasn't there okay. a pastry line? And when we went to T Boz's bachelor party, wasn't there like we passed this crepe line? I thought there was a crepe spot. Maybe oh, when we were in Paris. Yeah. I don't remember. Yeah, that little spot. I don't know. Yeah. Because I've been going around so much, losing my mind, bro. Uh, but I'm obviously going to take the win for that. What a dig from the boy. Of course. Yeah. Boom. Nailed that it. Up. My number two, I will stay on the food tip. You mm-hmm. you brush these crepes off your plate. You throw those crepes aside and you're like, give me one of yeah, these. Send it back. Send it back. I'll take one of these right now. I did not say crepe. What I said is French onion soup. Bring oh. That Bring that over right now. All about it. You can't. I mean, this thing has. It has like a solid yes. cap of cheese. You get break like you have to, like you have to. Sometimes you have to like get a strong enough spoon, like kind of get a knife involved to like break through all that, like to finally get down there. And then you get that layer of onion, so you got the croutons on top, and they get nice and kind of like soft by that, yep. and cooked. And you got the cheese, then you got the onions underneath that, and then you have that broth that's just delish, bro. Great. Delish. You know what really pisses me off about French onion soup is when they What's just that, put the cheese on the crouton, but not covering the rim of the. Skimp it. That's yourself. not. That's not the rule. You got to seal it out. Yeah. You got to seal it. Seal it. I want to like bend a... that spoon like I'm bending a spoon trying to get ice yeah. cream. I, I, I want. I want a chisel involved. I want yeah. like an extra tool. They said, "Here's the only." 
the tough hang with the French onion soup. So it's it's always if your steakhouse is worth its weight in salt, mm-hmm. you're gonna want a French onion soup on that menu. It's just something with the raw bar, the French onion soup, the Caesar salad, yep. the steak. This guy, something's got to give. Ain't nobody. I can do it if I'm by myself, but especially sure. like if you're gonna do like can do a little ceviche if they have like a little raw fish on the menu you're all like, over the place at this point i said that's that's too many courses like you're gonna lose your yeah. appetite by the time you get to the steak it's just it's a tough balance so exactly. usually if if i'm being honest french onion is the first one to get us get the axe sure french onion is a great lunchtime. i wasn't thinking about lunchtime. doing a soup sandwich combo but i'm here now and i'm giving me mm-hmm. the give me the pastrami on rye mm-hmm. a little mm-hmm. bit of mustard mm-hmm. and give me that that steaming hot bowl of French onion. Yeah, because isn't that what we're talking about? We're doing like an au jus sandwich. Isn't that kind of like this French? Isn't that broth? Little, like, yep, a little bit. Yeah, you is that a little French perfect. onion? That's yeah. perfect. Yeah, 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 yeah. Very Brought good. it back to life. You feel what I'm saying? I like it. The one thing downside on that is too much cheese. Is there, I feel like I just end up one bite is predominantly the cheese. Yeah. Have we figured, yeah, a couple, out, have we, a have we figured out the technology on how to like, I want to divvy up. I want to ration my cheese i know i'm gonna be honest you sound you sound a little hard to please right now because you initially first world of me initially cheese on just the crouton you're like i'm sending it back now you're just like too much cheese i'm sending it back they're gonna be like sir maybe can we get you a crepe instead (laughs) you know what when when you point a finger at someone there's three more pointing right back at you brother i'm with you all right my number two um I, i like a little bubbly fizz Let's go with some champagne. Oh, champagne is great. Man. Who doesn't like a little glass of champagne? It's celebratory. Oh, yeah. It's time for drink. When we pop a bottle, uh, it's always a little bit of a wow factor. If Is this guy going to just douse his apartment with champagne when he opens this? Give me a little champagne. This is good. So you're speaking my love language, which is alcohol. So yes. you're on point. Right. Um they say like alcohol is like a downer, but you never really sad. Like if a bro comes over and he just like broke up with his girl or something, you don't be like, well, let's pop some champagne and just sure. kind of like, like connect. Like champagne is always for celebration. Always. It's, it's a morning drink too that passes judgment. You're just, it's mimosa season and I'm buying yep. Just got to get yep. a little orange juice next to it and it counts. Uh, and then it's, you know, we love sports. And when people are celebrating, what are they popping? They're popping the, pop the top bottles. bottles of champagne. It's just, yeah, it's really a celebratory. I like, this is good. This is really good. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to give this to you. That Perfect. is your, you got the two spot. Excellent. I love it. Okay. Uh, let's go to the one. Not, number, number one's not named Statue of Liberty. Okay. So I'm not going to go for the block. I was going to go for the block, but I figured you you switched it up since we did talk about it. Uh, I'm not sure if I, I'm going to go old fashioned. It's um, <laughs> old fashioned. The, not, the, not the drink, is it? No, that's not. No, it's not the drink. No, it's the, you remember that one time that I picked humping as, as my number one. Yeah, you did. Yeah, baby. <laughs> yeah, I do. How can I this forget? Is, I love it. This is the preface to that. I'm going with French. I think kiss. we have the same, I, we have the same number one. Give it to me, awesome. baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes this is um i mean if you really want to be the language of love the culture of love the fact that it's just like your kiss like your past pack kiss is just like you have that name you're just like let us name the kiss like the kiss that really gets things fired up 
like yeah. gets it started, get this party started. Like this isn't a, maybe we're getting a second base. This is lock the doors, phone on silent. We're hanging Ooh. out. Yeah, that is planned. Look at that. You're you're fucking getting me all riled up, B. <laughs> lock the door. Holy shit. <laughs> Cell phone off. Right. Yeah. There is not there is something like there is so like so much like excitement in the like the first like French kiss with oh like, my god, girl, right? Oh my god. I would, you know, here's I just thought this is really funny. What age do you think was peak French kissing? Peak French like, kissing? What, yeah, what age did you French kiss the most? Like the most <sighs> days, the most days a French kiss happened. What age? Oh, well, man, having girlfriends really skews that number, right? Yeah. So like in my early days was there was few and far between Frenches, right? Sure. Do you ever call it like Frenching? Like, oh, we were Frenching. I think know? so. Yeah. I remember like clinking my teeth in the beginning. I thought that was a part of it. Like there was layers. There's some growing pains. You're figuring it out. There. Sure. I mean, you don't For really, sure. you're figuring it out by yourself. You're just kind of putting the pieces together. You're like, this kind of looks right, I guess. Yeah. And both of you are too insecure to sit there and be like, we know, no one knows what we're doing. I know no, I don't no. like that. I know no. I don't know. You're biting my tongue. I don't like that. Yeah. No, thank you. Mm-hmm. Man, I would probably say probably somewhere in college, probably like 2021 is probably peak French kissing, right? I just feel like yeah. that there was a lot of like, there was a lot of bar scene. There was a lot of house party. There was a, and did this ever happen to you? Probably, um, probably where you would like have a moment like on the dance floor with like a girl make out and then just never like the two like you just parted. It was it was it. It was it wasn't necessarily wholesome, but it was like we were hot and heavy. And then fucking, you know, the genuine it. song ended and we oh both parted like I, two shoots in a night. I don't think I remember all of them, but like there are two stories like there's the Vegas story that was at a Trent and I's friend's bachelor party and it was like late 20s but there was like it was Vegas and these girls were like in line and like we just spotted each other and like started to just like man out with her right there and then just like walked off I was like I had to catch up my bros and like never didn't exchange phone yeah. numbers didn't just yeah did the point and the walk off and then I actually I wrote a screenplay about this one story that happened in LA like Beth's got like made out on the dance floor and then went like we were walking back to her car. I was taking her number in my phone. And then like we kissed goodbye. And then like I left all excited. It was before Ubers. Like I was just, I don't know, walking, yeah. like probably walking home or something. Pulled out my phone and I realized like I didn't hit save and I had hit clear. Like oh. as we were like like kissing goodbye. So like just lost, lost the phone number. Uh, then you just walked into traffic, put your arms up. Just fucking take me. Hit me, hit me with it's the bus. Over. No, done. my idea was just like, yeah, I just wanted to. It's way too yeah, much. For no, that's fun. great. But, uh, I love that. Yeah. I had, so I've, gonna... had a, I've had a similar Dreamweaver yeah. moment too. I'm not going to let you. Oh, yeah. Hit me. Bar, me and my buddy, we went to Toronto. We went to a baseball game. Tigers, Blue Jays. Had dinner at the Hard Rock Cafe. Then went gallivanting about in, mm-hmm. in Toronto. This was pre uh, 9-11, so we didn't even have like passports. We just we were running and gunning. Two young kids in a foreign country. Living that Toronto we dream. Bar. They'd live in the Toronto dream. There's a bar that we went to that was like every floor was its own like unique like 
experience like there was just like the the hip-hop this was like the rock and so we went to like a kind of pop dance floor we checked them all out but there was this one fucking beautiful canadian young blonde that like definitely had a vibe about her and we locked eyes we passed each other a couple times next thing you know we're dancing we're making out and it's like it's it almost is to the point where it might have been a scene. My buddy back in the days with digital fo- or uh, disposable, you know, cameras snapped yeah. a picture just for just for the reference of it, because neither of us could believe this girl was so far out of my league. It was insane. <laughs> and she, and every dude like I watched many dudes try and go and get her. I didn't do anything. I wasn't special. Maybe I was just the chosen one. We made it on the dance floor. Thank you, bro. I'll French kiss you later. Um, <laughs> But but I, I'll never forget this. Then it was like, all right, well, how do I take this girl? Like, how do we keep this going? The the club started to shut down. It was like two in the morning or one in the morning, whatever time it ends in Toronto. Uh, and she started walking off. And I was like, no, 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 no. Like, let's keep this going. And she was just like, you wouldn't understand. That's the only words that she could come out. You wouldn't understand. Which then made me fearful because I was like, who have I been making out with for the last yeah. hour that I wouldn't yeah. understand anything going on so maybe she had a boyfriend maybe yeah she, she had, had a boyfriend, boyfriend. Sure. Mm-hmm. maybe she was a man i don't know i'm not judging i think that you would understand yes, i think you would literally. understand that you would get that but that's what she kept saying and i couldn't pull it and she just she she didn't want any part we had our moment and i couldn't i couldn't continue i couldn't even i couldn't even get to the point of putting my phone and losing it with her she was gone two ships in a night but we made out thoroughly for like 35 minutes on the dance floor and then she was gone. Maybe that's all she wanted from me. I don't know. Sweetheart, mm. if you're out there, I still think about you. <laughs> I'm married now. Used it didn't work out for uh, us. Right. So, um, all right, bro. You wouldn't understand, but I'm going to give myself that win. Of the Ooh, that showed down. I'm going to take it. It's the crepes. The crepes hurt you. Um, right, let's take a quick look. We've been talking about it for a couple of weeks now. Brandon right Gambler yes, Corner. Bring us to the jam. <laughs> championship odds right now we are lined up and first we get the bucks at plus 340 boston celtics plus 340 phoenix suns plus 650 denver nuggets plus 700 golden state warriors plus 1200 76ers plus 1700 clippers plus what's that why they put that in the wrong order plus 1600 grizzlies plus 2200 mavericks plus 3000 Okay, I, I'm going deep for a reason. Cleveland Cavaliers plus four thousand. Los Angeles Lakers plus forty nine hundred. Sacramento's Kings plus five thousand. Ooh, the Beam Team. The Kings. Bro, am I, plus 5, am I crazy? And I, couldn't the Kings make it to the Western Conference Finals? Am I nuts? You are not nuts, sir. I feel like this is the year where the 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 conferences are kind of turning over, right? The, the mainstays, the, the warriors, the Lakers, the yeah. teams are turn the Clippers even right They're They're turning over the Kings. Uh, we'll see what happens. We talked last week about 
Ja and the the Grizzles. But yeah, I mean the Kings feel like they got a little they're a little plucky. They just got in a little bit of a fight last week with the uh, the Bucks. They're, they're not backing down. Not backing down coming out of the West. So it's it's a little bit of what yeah. we talked about. Like it's just to get a little bit of money for your odds. Maybe you can sell this down the road if you didn't believe it. But I mean, it's just like I it's honestly it's ranging from plus five thousand to plus seventy five hundred. I mean, that's that is you know, fifty to fifty to one, which just seems kind of with what's going on, especially in the West. I mean, I guess we're gonna assume that Durant will be back and be okay, but Golden State right. Warriors, I mean, worst. Worst, uh, I think it's the second worst road record in the West. So, right. like, I'm not I'm too crazy about them. I mean, uh, the Nuggets seem to be on a little bit of a slide. So, I don't, I don't know. It's just like, and, and I mean, the Clippers like haven't there's, proved it yet. So, there's as good a team as as any to pick. And for those odds, I think that's what we got to say. Exactly. It's just like for the odds, and this is what we're talking about. Uh, the odds, not just like who you lock. It's just like they are as good as anything there is. I can at least look at any series they get into and give them a reason. You know, they could win the series. Yeah, for sure. sure. I mean, what you have to do with these guys? I mean, they're forty and twenty-seven round, sitting at the three seed. They would have the Clippers as a first round of the playoffs for starting today. The Clippers, like, they're just kind of milling about. I know Tom, friend of the pod, would maybe disagree with that that sentiment, but. You know, when you look at like a, the Warriors, you mentioned, you know, uh, a Dallas Mavericks team that's under 500 with Luka getting dinged up. I mean, if anything, your, your real fear is contending with the the Milwaukee and Boston, because I feel like that those two teams, even a, a Philadelphia, if they can, if Joel Embiid can hang on and kind of keep this torrent pace of scoring and, you know, even though that scoring doesn't always necessarily lead to wins, but um I'm never going to root for Philadelphia 76er team. I just can't do it. Baby. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm definitely, I'm, I'm hedging it. If I get, yeah. you know, if, if we're making it to the finals, like that's sure. for sure. It's just like, I don't even know why you'd want to tango with the East. I mean, Philadelphia 76 is a plus 1700. I mean, it seems great, but yeah, you know, if you just chance to have to go through the Celtics and the Bucks, it's just like, that's a tough hang. Yeah. I love it. I love your, your, your beam team, the Kings, if you could find plus seventy five hundred, I I mean, a uh, hundred bucks is not a crazy yeah, bet to that. make, right? Yeah, a thousand dollars. Just put a thousand dollars on the Kings right now. Let's Let's fucking do, do this. Is that wild? Yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> I mean, I mean, thousand, I mean, jelly beans. Thousand Mabby dollars. Mabby dollars. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. But it's one of those things. I mean, you could always like, because like you said, you could. If they get to the finals, I mean, you could you could auction that ticket off, right? If you really wanted to. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm hedging it in. The, I'm probably hedging it in the Western Conference Finals. Conference. I'm going to hedge it a little bit, like probably like I mean, especially if you do like you know, if you have if you have one thousand there, they're still going to be you know, they're going to be the underdog, which kind of which kind of puts you in a tough spot to you know, it's not the greatest spot to hedge. Like hedge is usually it's a lot easier if you can bet the underdog on your hedge, you know, cause you're getting more payoff for the dollar. So if, you know, if, if you're betting that long shot and then they go in and they're still the long shot, then it's like, all right, to hedge, not going to bet a favorite, which means yeah. like I'm paying more of a premium. Like, you know, it's like a minus minus one forty. but uh, I like that. Cause I mean, that to me is just going to start cooking. I might look, I'm not looking at it real life. And I do, I think in the East, I would be interested. I mean, I throw a 10th of what I'm going to throw on the Kings, but um, 
getting the the Philadelphia 76ers at 17 to one with Embiid. I know it's a couple things I got to go through, but yeah, I know you're not a Sixers fan, but yeah, I mean, but they're they're a very good team out of the East. <laughs> you know what I mean? And and if Giannis is still dinged up, um. You know, Boston's still very good, very good team. Uh, we'll see on them, but you know, no one has. If Giannis is dinged up uh, and wasn't playing that well, no one really has a player to contend with and beat if he's dialed in. If he can stay dialed in, you know, in a seven-game series and not gas out toward the end, uh, you know, they're they're a very dangerous team in the playoffs. I just how fun. How fun would it be to root for that Kings team? Also, It'd just be a oh fucking my God. blast. It would be yeah. exciting. Joie de Vivac would be fucking stoked. <laughs> they already uh, are. Yeah. They're already they're putting they're turning tur- out memes. They they get Joie de Vivac gets real dormant, real quiet. And this I know, percolating man. right around this time. That that podcast really fires up. It's just like why are you doing <laughs> tri weekly episodes? It's fucking crazy. <laughs> Um, all right, guys. So you got your bet right there. Throw it on the Kings. Have a little fun. All right, MVPs of the week, real fast. Uh, I'm gonna go with. I'll go with Bill Self. Uh, had to go to the hospital, you know. Oh, as a KU fan, and the old dome. Hopefully, nothing too serious. Get healthy. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'm gonna go. Obviously, we started this show with uh, uh, Jamal Williams. Pour one out for for our friend. Our, our 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 light our beam if you will of the Detroit yep. Lions mm-hmm. you're not gonna eat like a big dog sit on the porch Mm-mm. and let the big dogs eat are we gonna piss like a pup? I don't know what it is I'm sad nope. sad to see him go <laughs> um, this is a bummer surprising it was Definitely. a bummer total surprise was not expecting it but I have faith in Brad Holmes and the and the GM there and and Captain kneecaps as you so called him Dan Campbell. So we'll see, but good on you. Thanks for making a memorable season. Thanks for bringing enjoyment. Uh, Jamal Williams, MVP. Yeah. Very, very excited. Um, Yeah. And they beat. No, they did beat the Packers. They almost beat them. They did. They're just so excited. What's that? They did beat them in the last. They did beat them. Yeah. The last game of the season. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, That's right. Over 500. Nine and eight. I was going to say hand Aaron Rodgers, possibly his last. Game as a Packer, a little loss, a little loss. in Lambo. It's gorgeous. It may be sports podcast, guys. Episode two fifty seven. I am Brandon. I want you to sign yourself off. Most awesome audience. You're gonna have to when you open up this. We crack open that cheese on this French podian soup. You're gonna have to <laughs> slow down. Oh, it's too hot. Hot pod. Runway. Style. Fame. She likes fashion.